ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. I really need your help. We need your help. Help me, Maggie. What should I do? Please help, Maggie. I'm Maggie Dent, and in these special Help Me Maggie episodes on Parental as Anything, you get to ask me the sticky, tricky parenting questions you're dying to get the answers to. Heck, there are so many firsts that our kids will have, from learning to walk, learning to toilet train themselves, and riding a bike of their own. What about heading off on their first unsupervised walk to school, though? I'm a solo mum and I have a daughter that is 11 and she's in year five and she is absolutely adamant that she wants to walk to and from school. Where we live is a good 20 minutes walk away from the school and she has to be on a main road for most of that walk. But the argument from her is, you don't trust me, you don't believe in me, everybody else is doing it. As a parent, I know that, you know, it's a busy road, nobody's necessarily paying attention, kids muck around, kids show off. I just know that it's much safer to just pick her up and collect her myself. But I also see she's desperate for responsibility and to take care of herself and to be self-reliant, which is fantastic for the age of 11, but horrifying for me. I wouldn't forgive myself if something happened to her. And so I guess I'm in this quandary. Just because all the other kids are doing it doesn't mean that it's the right thing to do for her. Dear mum of a worldly walker, it sounds like you have a confident girl. And that's part of the reason why she is persisting at this, because she believes she's ready to take this mature step of walking to school. So it's not just about all her friends doing it. She's ready. And for a change, her persistence could be a sign of strength. I'm pretty sure every parent thinks exactly the same as you about what is the potential for her to get hurt? What are the risks? And what do we do when we get stuck in that little loop and we don't come out of it, then we might miss the opportunity at looking at the risk benefit of her stretching, growing and becoming braver and more capable. To be really honest, that is the essence of resilience. Now, Mama, remember, she's not just wanting to do this because everybody else is doing it. She's wanting to do it because she firmly believes she's got what it takes to do it. And I kind of think she's probably correct. Plus, upper primary school is actually quite a good developmental window to be able to encourage that capacity if it is something that really matters to your child. So with some planning, by starting slowly, maybe a couple of days a week, you can both become braver about this step up in courage. Okay, so how do we make this happen for both of you? (laughs) My suggestion is I'd have a really big conversation with your daughter about the potential risks that are worrying you. So being hit by a car, uh, being kidnapped, being bitten by a dog, whatever might come up as your worries, 
we want to bring them out into the light and share them with her because it actually means she might be a little bit more aware when she is walking home by herself. Now, remember, reassure her they're all very rare. However, they still need to know that's one of the reasons why you are very reluctant to give her this freedom. Then I'd suggest on a weekend you walk the route to school that you would like her to take and that both of you check out your surroundings. Remind her, never wear headphones. And the obvious one, never accept rides with people unless they're on your family's safe list. A safe list is a list of people you share with your kids so they know they are always okay to go with them, even if it is unplanned. So people like aunts, grandpas, or even really close family friends. I also like the idea of a password that whoever comes to pick you up must know the password. So if you haven't got a safe list in your family, write one up, stick it up on the fridge so everyone knows who they are. There are many things to consider when working out which way that she's going to walk home. And when you can do it with her, then you're giving her some autonomy and some agency on the way she's going to walk home. So are there any tricky intersections? You know, the ones where that inside lane turns, sometimes you forget about it, sometimes catches me out. Are there any streets that are less safe, like dark back alleyways with barking dogs? Can you identify any safe houses along the route together and have a chat to people you know, like family and friends or relatives, so that she knows there's always somebody else on the way home that she can drop in if she feels uncomfortable? We go through all of those. Together, you work out the safest route to take. Next, (laughs) this might sound a bit crazy, I want you to buy a really loud whistle that she wears around her neck in the early days of this adventure. Of course, she can tuck it under a school shirt so no one sees it. But if somebody approaches her and she feels unsafe or she sees something that's frightening, you teach her to blow the whistle loudly. So what happens is this tends to draw the attention of people around and good people tend to turn up to help. She may never, ever need the whistle, but having the whistle will probably make you feel braver about this experience. It would be really great if before she begins this journey that she might look out for another student from her school or somebody else from a different year group who walks a similar route to her because having a companion will help her and you feel safer. Then choose two days a week for her to walk to and from school by herself. So gradually we build up her competence as well as her confidence. And then together you negotiate when we go to three days a week. And what's good about doing gradual change is that you're still having your opportunity to pick her up, which you love, and you'll gradually get used to the days when she doesn't need you or want you to pick her up. Then the biggie over the top of everything is we reassure her that if she ever wants to change her mind, she'd like you to pick her up, maybe there's a downpour, she's feeling unwell, she will always know that she can get hold of you. If she doesn't have a phone, she gets the school to call you and you'll be there quick as a whip. So when we hold our kids back, when they are really, really ready, we can actually create resentment and that can contaminate the relationship. Now, as a solo parent, your relationship with your daughter as she heads off into adolescence is one of the most protective 
factors she has. There will be many moments where she will want to stretch and grow and you will be going, oh no, and you will need to find your courage to allow her to do so. There will be mistakes, that's kind of normal, and we reassure her about mistakes. So the secret to these big stretchable moments is working together, addressing concerns, worries, and encouraging bravery. Remember, our job as parents is to help raise our children to leave home one day so they can live their own life. And your daughter sounds like she has a fabulous mum who is helping her to build those life skills for that moment. So I hope that helps you as you both stretch and grow. If you're wondering why some kids seem fierce and brave, why others can be sensitive and really careful, we have a great companion episode to this called Understanding Your Kid's Personality. Two strong roosters. One started as a lamb, but then hit eight and flipped. It's constant bickering in my house. You'll find it in the Parental As Anything podcast feed. And next time on Parental As Anything, how do you teach your kids about right and wrong. You often find yourself backed into a corner and your own mother or your own father starts to come out your (laughs) mouth and you think, how is this happening? Why is it so hard? Discipline that actually works, even if it takes a bit more time than punishment or rewards. That's next on Parental As Anything and you find us on the ABC Listen app. This episode of Parental Is Anything was recorded and produced on Gadigal and Combermary Country. 